You're listening to Red Leg Nation Radio, the official podcast of RedLegNation.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another edition of the Red Leg Nation Radio podcast. I'm your host, Chad Dotson. Thanks again for downloading us. Really appreciate that. Uh, took a little bit of a hiatus there from the podcast for a few weeks because, well, frankly, the red season uh, got us down a little bit. But we're about to get right back into the off-season swing of things. Um, a lot of interesting things going to be happening in uh, in Red's land for the next few months. Off-season is always interesting one way or the other. We'll be talking about all of that. Uh, got a couple of uh, interesting uh, podcasts lined up for you. We're going to talk some uh, prospects, some very interesting prospects in the Reds organization who are on the brink of being in the majors. We're going to talk about some of those guys in uh, upcoming podcasts. But today we've got an interesting uh, interview that Bill Lack, one of our editors of Red Leg Nation, uh, conducted with Mark Flory. Mark is the was the fourth-round pick for the Reds this year, 119th overall in the 2009 first-year uh, amateur draft. Now, Mark's a very highly touted catcher defensively, uh, certainly uh, he's off the charts uh, defensively from what we can uh, tell. And, you know, his OPS was almost 1,000 this year in college. Now, i got to say this, though, as far as college. Um, I hope Fleury has all the success in the world for the for the Reds. But I've cheered hard against him for the last three years. He went to college at the University of North Carolina. Those of you that are familiar with uh, the podcast and with uh, Red Leg Nation know that I'm a University of Virginia graduate. Uh, let me say, let me say that again. I, I didn't say that correctly. 2009 ACC baseball tournament champion, Virginia Cavaliers. Um, but Certainly North Carolina's got a great program. Mark was one of the uh, four or five guys that were picked in the first uh, four rounds of this last draft for North Carolina. They obviously made it to the College World Series uh, along with Virginia. And it really, uh, it's a top-notch program for a kid to come out of. He got some high uh, – he, he played against a high level of competition there at Carolina and certainly prepared him, you would hope, for the major league. Although, you know, Billings, he had a uh, uh, sort of a rude introduction to the – uh, to the pros, but uh, in just a short short stint. So um, everyone fully expects him to have a fantastic year, just 21 years old uh, next year. So without further ado, I'm going to uh, turn it over to Bill here with our Red Leg Nation radio interview with Reds minor league catcher Mark Fleury. Nation Radio, and today we are very proud to be to have with us Mark Fleury, the Reds 2009 number four. Draft pick. How you doing today, Mark? I'm doing great. How are you, Bill? I'm doing great. Let's start with some personal information. Uh, you're a you're a Georgia boy. Yes, sir. Uh, Ros- from Roswell. Yes, sir. Roswell, Georgia, a little bit north of Atlanta. Okay. What about brothers and sisters? I've got two older sisters, so uh, I'm I'm the baby and the only boy. So I assume you were a Braves fan growing up. Oh yeah. Yep. Big time Braves fan. We had uh, we had season tickets. Got the you know, I was there for the World Series, and and then uh, that, that was a fun time in my life. Yeah, they had quite a run there, didn't they? They sure did. Who who were your favorite players when you were growing up? Oh, my my favorite player of all time was uh, is, is Kyle Rickman Jr. I just love the way he went day in day out, did his business, and uh, you know, he he he's just always been the guy that I've, I've you know tried to model my game after, and and 
and looked up to always. You say you'd like to you model your game after him. How so? You mean just the way the way you approach the game, or right? Not not like change my batting stance every every different game that he <laughs> seems like he had four thousand different batting stances. But uh, I just love the way that he played hard and and he showed up to the field every day ready to go, and, and he was the Ironman for for a reason. And his his team really appreciated it, and uh, and all of baseball really appreciated what he did for the sport. I, re- I read somewhere when I was doing a little bit of research on you that your dad played baseball at Cornell. Yes, sir. Was was, was, he, was, was he a catcher? No, he was actually a shortstop at, uh, at Cornell. So he uh, he instilled you know the love for baseball uh, in, in me from a very young age, and uh, he's definitely been the most influential person in my life, uh, baseball wise. So, so let's talk about when you started playing ball a little bit. And, and how old were you when you started playing little league or, or, or whatever the, the the young the young baseball is in Georgia? Right, I uh, was I was four year old four years old playing YMCA T ball uh, at at the Y, and then played little league and and uh, travel ball got big. You know, when I was 12, 13 years old. So, actually, my my first outing outside of my house when uh, when I was born was. One of my dad's baseball games that he that he was coaching in, so that was uh, I guess it's always been in me. Were you always a catcher? Uh, for the most part, uh, you know, I grew up playing everywhere, and then and then when I was twelve, the guy at shortstop was better than me, so they moved me moved me behind the plate, and I've been there ever since. Okay. So how did how did I assume you grew up? Were you a Georgia Bulldog fan growing up? Also, no, I wasn't. I was uh, I wasn't really a, a Georgia sports fan. Uh, I wasn't big on Georgia football or Georgia Tech or uh, you know my dad went to Cornell, my my mom went to to LSU, and then she went to North Carolina. So I was always a big North Carolina basketball fan, but you know I, I was never a big Georgia. Football fan, Georgia Tech baseball, Georgia Tech basketball. So you know, I was just a big fan of sports in general. So it wasn't. So it wasn't a big, a big change. Or, you know, any big dramatic move for you when you when you ended up in North Carolina playing ball. Oh no, not at all. That was that was my number one choice ever since. Uh, you know, I guess my freshman year of high school when I really thought uh, about you know playing college baseball. But what were there other schools that, that that were interested in you when you were when you were coming out of high school? Definitely, but uh, and the way it worked, it worked itself out is that none of the Georgia schools were interested in me. They uh, they had already had catchers commit um, earlier than you know I I wanted to be recruited. So you know I took my time and I uh, I worked hard and and went to camps in North Carolina and it was a place I wanted to go. So I, I tried to let those coaches see me as much as they could. And you had you had quite a career at North Carolina there. You you can, you you made a, a a quite a statistical jump between your sophomore and junior years. Um, can you attribute that to anything? I mean, is it just a maturity, physical, or, or a combination of these things? Or yeah, definitely. It was uh, you know, my freshman year didn't play didn't play much at all. Uh, we had two great catchers, uh, one that's in AAA with the Braves now, and the other that's uh, in High A with the Red Sox. Then uh, my sophomore year, pretty much just DH um, most of the year and caught maybe one game a week. But it, really, this the summer of my sophomore year playing up in uh, the Cape Cod League, I gained a lot of confidence playing against you know the 
the best pitching and, and catching some of the, the best pitchers in the country. And I had a I had a pretty good summer up there and came back to school uh, with a lot of confidence. And you know that the the hard work, you know, uh, combined with with a little bit of confidence, really helped me uh, this this past spring. As far as uh, I guess the, the stats go. You mentioned the Cape Cod League, and, and one of our former Spotlight players, Thomas Pauly, was a, a guy that was featured in a book on the Cape Cod League a few years ago. I don't know if you read the book. Um, I haven't read it. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about the Cape Cod League? It's it's a it's a beautiful place. First off, and it, you know it's a it's the number one destination you want to go to play summer ball, just because of of the competition and, and the scouts that are there and and just the atmosphere. So. You know, I always wanted to go there, and I originally wasn't placed when they when they placed guys in the fall. And I told my coaches, you know, if I'm not playing up in the Cape, I don't I don't want to play anywhere else. And uh, it worked itself out that uh, I kept pushing, and and our coaches uh, were working for me, and I got placed in Harwich. So I was extremely excited about that. And that's a wood bat league. How much do you think that helps you with with, with the pro scouts? It helps you a lot because they want to see how you how you hit with wood. So, you know, when you when you have a little bit of success up there, or or you don't, you know, they 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 know what what they're looking at. So, it's it's definitely a help as far as the transition wise, making it a little bit easier. You're playing with wood all summer, and it it, it helps out a lot, and it really helped me. Do Do you see a big adjustment? Did you feel a big adjustment going from aluminum to wood? Uh, not, not really that much other than, you know, you, you can miss hit balls with an aluminum bat and end up, you know, getting a flare single or you know, a ball popping out of the yard. But, uh, you know, it's, it's all about getting the barrel on the, on the, on the ball and it's, it's baseball. So I really didn't see too much of a difference. Yeah. A few years ago, we talked to Jay Bruce and, and Jay said, it doesn't make any difference really kind of, what kind of bat it is. If you hit it square, it's going to be all right. Yeah. He's got that right. And he, <laughs> He does that a lot. Yeah, um, you came out after your junior year. Yes, sir. And I think your your degree you're, you're working on your communication studies. Is that what what you were working on? I'm I'm actually uh, in the middle of changing that. I'm I, I was originally going to be a communications major, but decided to change it to history. I uh, had the same amount of credits for everything, so I'm just gonna gonna major in history and minor in communications now. Are you are you close to finishing up? I've got two semesters left, so I'm right on track. All right, that's great. Um, when did you, you know, when you were, you know, coming along in your career at North Carolina, when did you realize that you had a chance to maybe get drafted? I guess when I saw the the catcher in front of me, Tim Fedorovich, uh, get drafted, and I, and I realized, you know, I was I was a good player too, and I had some talent that, you know, I I could I could play pro ball and. And I could compete with the best competition out there. So, I guess you know, again, back to my sophomore year, uh, that was really a changing point in in my professional baseball career. I guess, attitude wise. Did you had any interest in you coming out of high school? Just a little bit. Um, it, it was going to take a lot for me to, you know, back out of my commitment to North Carolina because that was somewhere I really wanted to go. And and along with the success we had the three years I was there, the 
the degree you get from Carolina, it's it's one of the top you can get. So Absolutely. that was that was definitely one of the the hard factors of me not wanting to play pro ball out of high school. Well, it sounds like from your from the way you've kind of talked about your parents a little bit, the education is a big requirement in your home. Yeah, definitely. They uh, they they pushed it so. I'm thankful to, thankful to them that that they did. Yeah, were you, were you drafted about where you thought you'd be drafted? You know, you picked in the fourth round, which is pretty daggone high. Uh, right. Is that about where you thought you'd go? Uh, I honestly had no idea. I, I, you know, wasn't dealing with an agent or anything. I didn't have anybody telling me, you know, where I was going to go. I was, I was just excited to go and, and get an opportunity to play professional baseball. So I was really looking for for to get drafted. Just and get a chance to play, and so happened that it was in the fourth round, and, and very thankful to the Reds that they, they took the chance on me. Did you have any? Did you give any thought to going back for your senior year? Or, or? a little bit, a little bit, but I, I really wanted to get out and play professional baseball because it's been a dream of mine ever since I was little, and uh, you know now is the best time to do it, and and you know you couldn't be with a better organization with the Cincinnati Reds, so. Uh, you know, all the factors were there that I, you know, I was ready to go and and I was ready to sign. Do you do you look in the organization at the other catching prospects and, and and see where you might stack up? You know, where you think you rate against the other prospects in the organization, or do you just worry about yourself right at this point? You know, you just got to worry about yourself. Those, you know, we've got unbelievable catching in our organization, and and you know, getting the chance to see those guys just fall out. In Phoenix and uh, at the new complex in Goodyear, uh, you know it's, it's we've got some some great catchers and you know right now you just have to worry about yourself. It, everything will work out if if you work hard enough and and put yourself in a situation to succeed that uh, that good things will happen. So you've been out to the new the new complex. You're the first guy that we've talked to that's been out there. Tell us a little bit about the new about the about Goodyear. Wow, it's it's an unbelievable place. It's First class, everything. It's it's beautiful. Uh, the the complex is great. The the fields are great. The staff are great. The, the people out there are great. It's a uh, it's definitely an exciting time to be a to be a Cincinnati Red. So I'm I'm excited to get back out there for spring training in March. Just just to get out there and, and start playing at that place again. Tell us a little bit about your game. Uh, what's the strongest part of your game? Is I think it- I have a have a have a, a you know I uh, pretty good leader on the field um, know how to control a game and and you know make adjustments within the game uh, you know but as far as you know offense defense you, you got to work got to work to improve all the time so I, I just I feel like my leadership my game management um, which I which I learned in North Carolina uh, has really helped me. It, Take the step into pro ball. Okay, t- give us some of your some some of your thoughts on your first year of professional baseball. I mean, you struggled a little bit at, at Billings, right. yeah. But 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 tell us about your your, your thoughts on, on what what impacted you the most and what made the impressions on you of your first year in professional baseball. Well, it obviously didn't go uh, the way I planned, um, and and it, it it's helpful, you know. It, I came in thinking that I was gonna had the same type of success I had at, at college, and it didn't happen. And it's very humbling. And baseball is a humbling sport, as everyone knows. Uh, 
but that said, you know, it, it's it's just another reason why you need to keep working and keep getting better. Um, it, it wasn't so much I was I, I felt like I was overmatched or or you know that the guys were better than me, but I felt that you know I just tried to do way too much and you know I was just pressing all the time and you know when you start sliding a little bit, it just everything keeps snowballing and and. and you know, it just didn't turn out the way that I that I felt that I wanted it to. So, you know, but overall, good good first experience. I'm, I'm glad that uh, glad that it's over with, and uh, I'm look, <laughs> looking forward looking forward to next spring. Turning the page, huh? Yeah, but but you know, you gotta learn from it, and and I definitely did. And, and having you know the coaches we had and and the instructors we had, I, I, I learned learned a lot about myself and a lot about the game. You did an interview with the Billings Gazette in August, and in that interview, you said that one of the reasons you thought you struggled was you were trying to do too much, and you just said it again now. Explain to us kind of what you mean by that. You know, it's when you get in hitters' counts, or you're trying to throw guys out. You, you just you try to be perfect, and you know that that really hurt me. You know, instead of just going out there and, and just trusting my ability and, and trusting, you know, what I've worked worked on all through high school and all through college and all through every summer, you know, just worked on, you know, being the player that I am. I just tried to be someone that I wasn't, and uh, it, it ended up hurting me a lot. And, you know, once once, once you learn from that, I, I think uh, I think it'll be a different story. You're, you're the, the highest round draft pick that we've ever sat out and done one of these long interviews with. When we talked to Jay a couple of years ago, it was a quick dugout thing. Being a guy that was drafted high, do you face? Do you think that you face different kinds of pressures than guys that are drafted further down? No, not at all. You just because when you get into the game and when you, when you get into the situations, you're just, you're another ball player, and you got to go out there and perform. It doesn't matter if you're drafted in the first round or the fiftieth round. Uh, when you get your opportunities, you got to make the most of them. So you know, I I believe I put little stock into. Uh, you know where guys are, are picked because you know you've seen it so many times that you know those low draft picks end up being great major league ball players. So you know it it, it doesn't have much much stock for me. We've we've also never talked to a catcher on Red Leg Nation Radio before. Tell us what life is like in the minor leagues as a catcher. It's uh it's it's grueling, especially after playing seventy or sixty six games in college, and then you know another. 35-40 in short season, but uh, you know it, it it took its toll on the body. But you know you got to learn learn how to put yourself in the right right situations, the right you know eat right and, and train your body the right way that that you can last a season. So I definitely think that that was a learning learning experience for for me, you know, conditioning wise. You talk about eating right, and, and one of the things that. Uh I think it was Logan Parker talked about when we talked to him a couple of years ago when he was when he had just finished in Billings. I think he was a little surprised by how much emphasis they, they you know they have a nutritionist I think come in and talk to the guys. Definitely, yep. And, yeah, they, t- they they give us a, a list of, of foods we should shop shop for at the grocery the grocery store and uh, you know they, they they put a lot of emphasis on on you know putting your body you know in the right the right right state to where you know we can succeed. Yeah, it's kind of funny though because 
they want you they tell you guys you know all these good things that you ought to put in your body but because of your schedule and the way that things are done it's almost yeah. impossible to do <laughs> it, it's really tough to eat right at uh at 11 o'clock at night when your games are over and the only yeah. things that are, that are open are fast food restaurants and, yeah when uh, you're in great falls montana at 11 yeah. o'clock at night and you know <laughs> yeah that's uh it's tough to do but you know you got to find a way to do it um Especially, you know, on those bus rides and you know, eating chips and and candy bars and and I love chocolate, so ugh. yeah, it's a it's tough. Let me ask you another question: When you're struggling offensively, how tough is it to forget about that when you put on the gear and get down behind the plate and make sure it doesn't affect that part of your game? You, you, it's something you have to learn. You just have to flush it and get and get it out of the system. And you know, there's two different sides of the game. Uh, you can impact the game anyway, and you know if you're not doing it with a bat one night, you got to do it behind the plate. You got to help your pitchers out. You got to help your team out, and and vice versa. If if you're having a you know a tough game behind the plate, you make up for it with a bat. So you know you can help your team win in in any way, and and you can't take take uh you know your offensive or defensive failures onto the other side of the baseball. When you're playing like a, when you were playing in Billings last year, is there a coach on the staff that has a, a, a working you know enough knowledge of catching to really help you? Uh, Julio helped me out um, a good bit, but other than that, it, it uh, you know there, there wasn't much uh, I guess you know catching playing experience, but you know getting into uh, into instructs working with uh, PK Pat Kelly. That that was a good good learning tool for me. He uh, he sure knows a lot about catching, and he helped me out a lot. Now, is he the, is he like a catching coordinator in the organization, or or is there a catching coordinator? I'm I'm pretty sure there's not a catching coordinator, but I, he is the catching instructor. Okay. Okay. Um, tell us about playing in Billings, the good and the bad, and it. You can, you can tell us about your host family and the stadium and well you know the stadium is you know this is its second year and it, it was beautiful you know the best stadium in the pioneer league out there uh and you know, we were we were lucky to play there because there are some stadiums you know with with some of the other organizations that are uh whew, uh, not very good um not as nice <laughs> not as nice yes uh you know, and, and our host family, we had a great host family. Uh, I stayed with James Walzak, a uh, right-handed pitcher. Um, we had a great host family, and, you know, Billings is, is the biggest city in Montana, so there was enough to do. Uh, you know, it's still Montana, and it's not like, uh, you know, suburban Atlanta or, uh, or Raleigh area that, uh, you know, where you can find things to do. But, you know, it, it, it's... It was it was a great place to start my career. Are you saying there was a little culture shock, Mark, when you when you went to Montana? Yeah, definitely. Being being from <laughs> uh, being from Metro Atlanta, where there's you know five million people, and, and then going in going to Billings, Montana, where there's two hundred fifty thousand people, uh, it's a little different. Yeah, I, I've never been out there, and and but when Matt Clinker, one of one of our spotlight guys was out there a couple of years ago, he sent some pictures back and posted them on the blog and it, it, it looks like an absolutely incredibly beautiful area. Oh, you got that right. It, it, it really is a beautiful place. And, you know, everywhere you go, it's, you see something that 
you'll never see again the rest of your life. So it's, uh, it really is an amazing place to be. And if anybody ever has a chance to get out there, they need to go out there because it's, it's something that you need to see. So tell us what you're doing during the off season. Where are you living? Are you, uh, are you working in the off season? Well, I'm currently in, in the job hunt, uh, applied for a couple of jobs, you know, just to you know, have a little supplemental, uh, income mm-hmm. and, and, you know, I'm back in Chapel Hill right now working out and, and, uh, hitting and, you know, keeping my body in shape. Uh, but I'll be splitting time between here and, and back home in Atlanta and, uh, you know, just wherever I can get my, my work done and, you know, get, get all the off season workouts and be able to hit, uh, I'll be so. Yeah, that's where I was going to go next. T- tell us about what you do in the off season. How much throwing do you do? Do you lift? Do you do some running? I mean, right. Uh, well, now we, I've started my second week of, of working out again. Uh, we had two weeks off, so um, not not supposed to throw until January. So now you know. I'm glad about that. My arm was a little bit tired after mm-hmm. you know, college season. You start up and you know, it, you know the end of January. So. It's a it's a pretty long season with the with the pro season along with this. So I'm glad that I get a little time off my arm. Uh, I've started hitting hitting a little bit off the tee, just you know nothing too too big, just a little bit you know keeping the swing intact. Uh, but it's mostly just you know being in the weight room and you know building strength and, and conditioning and, and being able to last a full pro season. As, as a catcher, and you're talking about lifting, do you do a lot of work on your legs? Yeah, I do. I, I, I really like to, uh, you know, keep my legs in shape, and that's that's the toughest thing is, you know, those games where you, you've caught, you know, four or five games in a row and your legs are tired and you need an ice bath. So there's a, you got to put yourself in the, in the best shape possible to enter the season so that you, you can last through August. I wouldn't think that there's anything – I, I would think any old catcher. There's no such thing as an old catcher with good knees. <laughs> yeah, I've I've known plenty of them, and their knees are worn out. So I'm I'm not really looking forward to that. But uh, <laughs> you know, I love catching, and, and there's nothing in the world that you know would stop me from it. Uh, tell us what your goals are for 09. Yeah, just to improve my game, and and you know, help the Reds out, and and you know. You know, be the player that that I believe I can be, and and just improve my game. You know, offensively, defensively, calling a game, managing a pitching staff. That's that's where I want to improve. Just everything. So, uh, I know it's it's a lot, but um, I, I believe that you know I'll work hard enough that I can put myself in the shape. I also want to work work on my Spanish too. I've I've had some of the Dominicans and the Venezuelans and Puerto Ricans help me out this year, so I yeah, think by the end of, end of next year I'll, I'll be pretty good at well, it. Well, I think that is a, a, a super idea because it just really gives you another tool to sell yourself with. Right, yeah. You know, it's just like any, any other job. You know, the guy with the guy with, you know, the most, you know, background. The most assets, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. If if I had to if if I forced you to tell me right now where you think you'll start the season where would where where would you guess? Uh, as a catcher in the Reds organization, is that politically <laughs> correct? Enough? Boy, that's a cop out. That's what that is, Mark. 
<laughs> I don't know, Bill. Um, you know, I, I I hope it's it's somewhere. You know, a full season somewhere. But you know, I'll I'll play wherever the red put me. I would. I'll tell you from my experience. I'd be very surprised if you didn't start in Dayton. And if you had a good spring, I could even see you starting in possibly in Lynchburg. Well, you know, I'll just I'll I'll work my butt off to put myself in, in the best possible shape I can in, and, and you know that, those aren't my decisions to make, but you know, hopefully that uh, I'll get the chance to play you know either one of those places someday. Have you have you talked to any of the guys that have played in Dayton? Yeah, I, I've I've talked to uh, you know we had a few guys in Billings get called actually a lot of guys in Billings get called up to, to Dayton this yeah. year. Yeah, there, uh, there was an assembly line there for a while. Yeah, seriously, it just seemed like guys just kept getting hurt this year. But uh, they said it's an unbelievable, unbelievable place. And actually, um, before I signed, I was uh, flying through Cincinnati, and I was sitting in a layover and struck up a conversation with a couple. I saw a Dayton Dragons T-shirt on, so I started talking to them, and, and you know, I told them who I was, and they were like, "Oh, wow, we'll be looking forward to you." You know, you, Dayton's an amazing place. You know, hopefully one day we'll see you there. And I, so I'm, I'm looking forward to. It. From everything they said, it's, it's a great place to play. Well, they've sold out every game since the franchise opened in 2001. That's that's pretty good, isn't it? Yeah, it's pretty amazing. I, I'm a partial season ticket holder myself up there, and it, it's a fun place to watch a ball game. And and from the guys that, that we've dealt with here at Red Leg Nation that have played at Dayton, all of them say so far, you know, they haven't, we haven't had anybody make the big leagues yet, but they've all said it's been, you know, their favorite place to play and, and that the organization up there does everything right. Yeah, it, it seems like it. Those, the guys that I've talked to said it's it's just a great place to play, and uh, I've, I've got, you know, ex-teammates that are in that league too, and they say every time they go to Dayton it's it's just a, a crazy atmosphere and they, they really like playing there. So let's talk a little bit about minor league life overall after one season. Tell us the best thing about life in the minor leagues. Oh, that you're a professional baseball player. You know, it can't get any better than that. You're, you're playing a game, and and you know you're getting paid, but even though it's uh, you know not a lot, but it's not still a lot, getting... but it but it but it beats work flipping burgers at McDonald's, right? Yeah, it sure does. But you you know you're playing a game, the game you love, and uh, you just get an opportunity, you know, to. Uh, you know, really do something that you, that you love, and and you know I'm, you know, so grateful that the Reds gave me the opportunity. What's what's the the hardest or the worst thing about about life in the minor leagues that you've found so far? The, the travel was tough, uh, especially in the Pioneer League. You know, there were some long, long bus rides, and uh, yeah, you've got you some know, twelve hour ones up there, isn't there? Yeah, we had we had a fourteen hour one to uh, Provo, Utah this year. Um, that one was exciting. <laughs> <laughs> I'm holding up the sarcasm sign. <laughs> thank you. Um, thank you. Uh, yeah, it, at least the ride was pretty. We drove through Yellowstone, so, you know. You have to see a lot of movies on the bus that day, I imagine. Yeah, we have seen a lot of movies. That, <laughs> I, don't, I don't think there's enough movies I could watch to put another bus trip like that. Tell us about the, the 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 biggest surprise, the biggest thing that surprised you about professional baseball so far. The the work that goes into you know putting on a game really you know there's so many people in the background you know that, that you know are working all day and you know you get to the ballpark at you know noon one o'clock and people are already there setting up for the game and you know you're getting there eating lunch 
about to start, you know, preparing yourself for the game. And these guys are, you know, dragging the field and getting the stadium ready. So, you know, at Carolina, it was, you know, an hour before the game, people would, you know, show up and, the, you know, the support staff. and But just the work that goes into putting, you know, a game and a season on is, is tremendous. Why don't you tell us about a couple of your teammates at, at Billings last year that might be kind of under the radar, guys that might surprise us this coming year? Well, I don't know if you've heard of a guy named Yorman Rodriguez. Yeah. <laughs> Say what? Is, is he shaving yet? I don't. I don't. I don't think so. <laughs> but he, he can hit. Yeah, he's unbelievably talented. Um, but we there were, we had some great talent. Uh, we had you know great pitching up there. We had uh, Brian Pearl was you know a great a great pitcher. Uh, the guy I mentioned earlier, my roommate James Walzak. He's he's got tremendous stuff. You know, we've there's a, there's a lot of lot of potential that was up in Billings last year. We were really young. Okay, let me ask you a question about yourself. How confident are you that you'll make it to the big leagues? You know, I'm I'm extremely confident. I, I believe, you know, firmly that the Reds drafted me because they believe that I, you know, I'll make it to the big leagues. And and you know, you just got to work hard. You know to prove them right, really, and and I've I've got enough confidence in myself and in my abilities that you know if I keep working hard and keep doing the right things that that one day I'll get the opportunity to to show what I've got up there. Do you, do you have a, a, a long term plan in terms of your baseball career? I mean, do do you say you know I'm gonna I'm gonna go to stay with this as long as I possibly can, or you know if I don't move up a level a year I may have to rethink it at the end of X number of years or anything like that no not really I haven't, I haven't really thought that deeply into it but uh, you know I'll just keep playing and, and you know until it's not any fun anymore and shoot I'm having way too much fun with it so I don't know if that day's ever going to come just enjoying the ride right now huh? yeah I, I, I sure do love playing baseball and, and especially professional baseball and getting a shot to do what, I, what I've always wanted to do is, is you know it's an amazing ride and, and I love it well, Mark, we want to thank you a lot for your time today and wish you good luck in spring training out in Arizona. I hope we can catch up again sometime during the season. Yeah, Bill, thank you very much. This is great. All righty, we'll talk to you soon. All right, take care.